This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters from Bobsled Marketing. And today I'm joined by another colleague from Bobsled Marketing, Ross Walker. Welcome back, Ross. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So long-time listener, long-time contributor to the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's great to be back in the saddle. So Ross is a senior advertising manager at Bobsled, an Acadia company where he manages the advertising strategies for many of our large and enterprise brands. Ross has been in the e-commerce and digital marketing space for six years with a primary focus on Amazon for the last five. He's based in Toronto, Canada and is a massive data and advertising nerd. And who better to, (laughs) what better than a huge advertising and data nerd to talk about this topic today, which is Amazon Marketing Cloud. It's pretty new. We're digging into it with a few of our larger clients. And Ross, you're super excited about this. Tell me why. If I just think about this product that Amazon has released, it's really like they've opened up their walled garden of data for the first time. Like all of these different marketplaces have been, you know, hiding behind their moat for so long, right? Like carefully cultivating their customers, not sharing that data with anyone, you know, because that's like what makes their platform valuable. That's why each platform is so successful these days, especially Amazon, because they have their own unique customer data set that they can leverage and build products around and build their service around. So they finally opened up the gate to that a little bit. And so as an advertiser, being able to look in and now sort of see kind of how like the plumbing of advertising works and how all of Amazon's different advertising services are connected and, you know, is very, very valuable. So in the past, all of our data was filtered through the ad console or the reports that Amazon made available to us. And those were only available via certain parameters, like, you know, no hourly data, like only the last 60 days, you know, like no way to sort of see the connection between sponsored products and Amazon DSP. And now their giant database that of course contained all of those links is now open to us. So yeah, expand on that a little bit more because it's not like it's open to us in the sense of now we can download in a CSV, you know, all this customer data and behavior. How does it actually work? Yeah, so they've given you the ability to write SQL queries within certain parameters. So you can basically ask their database for certain points. And so they've given us a number of what they call instructional queries to sort of learn what's available in the database. And we're exploring now, one, what do the tables look like? And then how can we write our own queries to start pulling data that is even, they're not even surfacing yet for their teams. So you're still a little bit at arm's length from like the core database, but you have a way to start asking really exciting questions. And what kind of questions are those? Yeah, so I think I can frame this in the, at least right now, like my favorite instructional queries, the ones that are the most interesting to me and I think to our bigger clients are related to like the path to purchase across different advertising products. So the sort of the holy grail of understanding how are your DSP ads really contributing to the customer journey? You've never really had that 
the ability to tell that story before. And that's a story that a lot of brands and advertisers are used to from other platforms. And Amazon has always kept us somewhat in the dark about that. So one of my favorite queries right now is the sort of path to purchase across DSP and sponsored products. So I can sort of see what was the first touch? You know, what was the first advertising product that someone saw? And then what was the last touch? What was the last advertising product that they saw or interacted with? And I can also see what is the conversion rate for those different paths? And I can see what are the total number of users who converted using those different paths? And, you know, with all of that kind of data, we can start to build a a story for brands to tell them how their upper funnel activities, their like brand building activities, their video, streaming video, online video views that they're pushing out there at great cost and low ROAS are impacting the customer journey and helping their sponsored ads convert better down the line. Yeah. And that is really kind of revolutionary in our space. Like you said, there's been a bit of distance between top of funnel DSP, you know, driving awareness, and then actually seeing at a granular level how that's influencing sales through bottom of funnel ad units like sponsored products and things like that. We're able to, like you said, paint a picture of here's the journey. And even though the ROAS on some of your top of funnel display kind of ad strategy is not immediately delivering an ROI, here's where it converts down the line. And it actually it converts a lot better once people have been exposed to your DSP ad three times or five times or whatever that is. And so you can get a little bit more mathematical around what do those impressions need to look like at the top of the funnel. Another really interesting query that they've started to open up, and this has always been like a strange, I've always found this to be the strangest of, of Amazon's quirks, but they have this great metric called new to brand. And you would think that everyone would want to know how many of their customers are new to brand. And they do want to know, we do want to know that. But there's a couple of caveats, like it's only available for people who use DSP, or advertisers that are using sponsored brand ads. So sponsored products don't break out new to brand. But with AMC, you can see your entire, the entire set of customers that are new to brand, you don't get to find out whether they were sponsored products or DSP, but you do get a, you finally get a look into saying, what is your entire new to brand customer base looking like, which is really exciting. Interesting. One of the, yeah. One of the areas that I want to explore is, well, once we figure out how to write these queries, can we tweak the new to brand parameters? Can we say, no, I don't want to know who was new to brand in the last 12 months, which is Amazon's baseline. I want to find out who is new to brand in the last five years since we've been on the platform, because that gives you like a better, I think, better calibration on like how healthy the platform is for you or whether you're like doing the right kinds of advertising. We were on a call with a prospective client recently who had a big need, which was we want to drive profitable incremental sales. And the ask is how can you provide proof of an ad's contribution to the final sale? So you sort of touched on this a little bit before, but maybe expand on that some more around, you know, AMC proving first touch, last touch. Yeah. So if you're, you know, a lot of times, especially like Amazon will always, the Amazon sales reps or Amazon account representatives will often say, and Amazon's own, you know, documentation says you should be running more awareness campaigns if you want to grow your business. You should be trying to drive more traffic to your listings um, in order to like grow your sales overall. And you've never been able to, in the past, 
you've always been able to look at the DSP reports and say, oh yeah, I developed this many sales and oh, our ROAS was this or that. But there was no way to link that to your overall business. So to sort of say like, yeah, how many of our total sales are actually attributed to DSP and how is that, you know, helping us to grow the business as a whole? Because they've just been like two separate silos of data. And so with AMC, you get to unite that a little bit and sort of say, all right, you want to grow the business overall. We want to invest this much in all of these different advertising products. You know, now we can tell the story, not just of how DSP performs in a vacuum or sponsored products perform in a vacuum, but how they work together and the level of sales that they drive overall too. So like, especially for our brands that are thinking seasonally about DSP, like, oh yeah, it only makes sense to invest in it, you know, in our peak season. Well, we can sort of look at the data and say like, you know, yeah, that's when you're driving the most traffic. That's when you're seeing the most traffic. But, you know, look at how DSP participates in the customer journey and look at how it makes your advertising more effective. Like, how can you leverage those tactics outside of peak? You know, how can you be more smart about the investment? That's what I think is the most exciting feature in proving incrementality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So a couple of other sort of tactical questions. One is how external off Amazon data can be used with AMC as well. So say from a brand's D2C site or any other sort of 1P data that they can obtain from other retail channels. Yeah, this is an area where we're really still starting to learn and test and figure out what the real value is. But the promise of DSP is that it creates, how do they phrase it? It's like a green room. It's a clean room where the data from your e-commerce website and the data from your Amazon performance can live together anonymously. So Amazon can never know, you know, who your customers are on your website, but you can track, you know, traffic to the website and you can see how the conversions work. And so in that way, AMC can unify the impact of your advertising using Amazon's ad products to your D2C business and say like, you're running DSP ads, you're running sponsored ads, you know, okay, that's all well and good, but look how much of the traffic that sees those ads or clicks on those ads or engages in them is then traveling to your website and making a purchase. Or look at the number of people who are researching on your website and then making the purchase on Amazon. So you increase the scope of that path to purchase beyond just what's in Amazon's walled garden, but start to include your own first-party data as well. And if you can do that in a clean way, then I feel like, you know, brands that are able to leverage that data, you know, in this like data universe that we live in are able to get ahead. Yep. And what about is Amazon Marketing Cloud tracking Amazon-owned store sales as well, like at Whole Foods and Amazon Fresh stores and, and all of that? Yeah, this is something that our grocery brands have been interested in in the past. And Amazon has sort of offered up as like potential, but has never really unlocked. And I want to talk about Twitch as well, because this is yes. one of the, the sort of like unlocks. But one of the things that AMC unlocks is how your advertising is impacting your in-store sales. So you can look at, you know, Whole Foods, Whole Foods sales of, you know, customers, Amazon customers who have seen your various ad products. So it's a bridging of the digital and real world, which I think is what Amazon is excited about. We don't know, yep. how to like, again, like how well is that going? Like we'll see. But for our grocery brand who's doing an investment with Amazon Fresh or with Whole Foods, you know, understanding the advertising data and their on-platform performance is great. But what they really want to know is what is the in-store performance? Totally. And that's something that Walmart often does yes. quite well. And Amazon has never really done too well before. And now I think they have a good competing offering. 
Yeah. And Walmart is really leaning into that. And that is at its core, their store network is their competitive advantage. So if they can really lean into that and say, hey, your digital ad dollars over here, here's how it translates in store. And they've got more digital activations at the point of purchase and throughout the store that's tracking all of this. That is a really, really strong position. So I can't imagine Amazon is sitting around, sitting on their hands, looking at that huge competitive advantage and not wanting to do something about it ASAP. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then that, but, that by that same, oh, sorry, go ahead, Kerry. Oh, no, I was going to ask about Twitch. I know you love this capability. Yeah. And so I'm a gamer, so I love video games and I've been watching Twitch for a very long time, like for a lot of my like my favorite games are streaming there, but I know that that platform is so much more than that. And so there's now a whole ecosystem of streamers that people like just tune into to watch. Yeah. Very not related to video games at all, maybe even only tangentially related to video games. So it's just like a massive content farm that people really like. And Amazon purchased that a while ago. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, this is so, so brilliant. This is their YouTube, right? They never really found a way to make it go. And you know, only recently did they start layering in placements on Twitch for sponsor display. So that's sort of like the first place where Amazon started to utilize that media network for advertising. Yep. And then DSP started to get video placements. So now you have video placements that are like streaming, which we used to be called over the top OTT, but now it's just called streaming media because it just lives on top of those platforms. And now you have the ability to see when I run streaming media, when it's playing on Twitch, how does that participate in the path to purchase of my brand? So one of the reports that we ran recently found that we've been running streaming media and it is taking a front seat in the path to purchase. So the highest conversion rate path that we had included DSP, like all the top five. And then a lot of the top conversion paths by volume included DSP as the streaming as well. And not as the first touch, as the last touch. Really? So someone had, yeah, someone had like seen a DSP ad, clicked on a sponsored product ad, and then saw the streaming video and then decided to make the purchase. And I'm wow, like, what oh, kind of product is... was that? What was the category? It was a beauty product. It was in the premium beauty category. Wow. Because yeah, so. Twitch is being, and I'm not super familiar with Twitch like you are, but beauty influencers use Twitch as well, right? They do. They do. And Amazon has sort of been saying like, oh yeah, we've got this ecosystem of beauty influencers. And so it's not like, we don't understand yet how to tap into them specifically, mm. but you know, so the media is showing up. And, and you wouldn't have known like which streamer or which like Twitch channel this showed up on, but conceivably just, you know, playing it out, it was probably likely a beauty influencer and the ad popped up in that stream and someone had seen that, you know, advertised previously and they decided now's the time to buy that, you know, concealer. I think the beauty of it for me is that like, well, it almost doesn't matter what they're watching, like going at it from the perspective of like, what stream should we advertise on is like, kind of backwards, like Amazon knows what people are shopping for, mm. you know, they know what they're browsing for, and then they just put the ad in front of them, whatever they're watching on Twitch. And that to me is super valuable, because like linear media in the past has sort of said, our audience consists of X number of people in the demographic that you're trying to target. And Amazon says like, well, that doesn't matter because we know what people are shopping for. So we'll just put the ad in front of them wherever they are. Yeah. I mean, if anyone understands consumer buying signals, it's Amazon. So that's a great point. So tie that for me back to AMC, Twitch and AMC. How do they work together? 
Yeah. So again, one of, some of these instructional queries that we're looking at have the capacity to do is say, so this is one of the names of the queries that I love the most is DSP display, streaming TV, and sponsored products three-way overlap. So that tells us when shoppers are exposed to display, streaming TV, or sponsored ads in any combination, what is the impact on ad attributed purchase rates? So we can analyze across all the different platforms how our ad products are helping to contribute to purchase rate overall. And that sort of tells a brand, we should be investing based on our goal. Like if our goal is say awareness, we should be investing X percent in this channel because it really helps to drive downstream purchases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And so this is, you know, conceivably also extends to Amazon Prime Video and other what else is included in yeah. that streaming? For me, that's the holy grail. They haven't really unlocked that. But at one of the more recent Amazon events, I think Amazon suggested that there were going to be some new, I think what they're calling virtual ad placements on Amazon Prime video content so that you can advertise on some of their owned properties. Like, I'm not going to like call them out, but like a couple ones that I really, really like were mentioned. I was like, oh yeah, I watched that show. It'd be really cool if I could advertise to myself, (laughs) you know, on this platform if I knew what I was shopping for. So not yet, essentially, for Prime Video is my answer there. The streaming platforms that are available are like Twitch, the IMDb channel, and then third-party streaming networks that Amazon is able to buy into as well. Got it. So can Amazon Marketing Cloud help with other branding initiatives like national TV advertising, obviously like off of Amazon, or play one other use case that came up recently with a client was they were getting placed in Amazon's holiday gift guide. So is there a use case for Amazon Marketing Cloud to actually sort of track reach and conversions through those types of branding vehicles? So I think for me, I would say that it's undetermined yet whether that lives in the ecosystem. Right now, it seems like only the advertising-related products are included in the marketing cloud. And it kind of makes sense, AMC, Amazon Marketing Cloud, so only their marketing, their digital marketing products. So some of those physical marketing products or the gift guides, for example, as far as I can see, those aren't part of, there's no query, there's no table that includes that data in mm-hmm. the set that we can query yet. But conceivably, any one of their data sets could be included here in the future. Conceivably, like especially because the way that you actually shop with that holiday gift guide, at least like the printed catalog, that's with a QR code. So maybe. All right, well. Yeah, you would, so you would think that that would be included as well. And then in terms of like linear media, what used to be called OTT is now called streaming, includes connected devices. So any kind of connected device, which is like a smart TV that has that's using like a fire tablet, for example, or a fire, fire stick, stick connected to yep. your TV, or any of the third party streaming platforms on connected devices that are paid for by ads, Amazon can buy inventory on those as well. So you do have to think of it like it's television media in that sense, but it's just being purchased in a new way which is really cool. And they also have like sort of private deals as well. So you can purchase media on, you know, specific channels, for example, like Discovery Channel or Fox News or CNN, you know, it's like, okay, I want my media to be showing on this channel, you know, in the time that's available to me to purchase. Right. Well, that's super interesting. Okay, (laughs) so how do how do brands access Amazon Marketing Cloud? 
you know, as far as I can see right now, it's really hard for anybody to get access to it. They have a massive backlog. So a lot of it is done manually. They still have human beings like creating the instances in the background. We have to go through our agency level DSP rep to get access. So for sure, you have to have a registered brand. You have to have like a advertising entity. So like a sponsored products entity and then a DSP entity as well. And that would allow you to start Amazon would can make that connection so that AMC can start pulling all the data together in order for that to happen. But from what I have seen so far, brands don't have a really clear way to get access to this data unless it's through, you know, agencies like us that have started to learn about it or have the instances set up already. Yeah. Yeah. So just to underscore that, it's certainly not a DIY self-serve kind of tool as you mentioned, you need to have access to the DSP as well to make sure it's it's worth it. And access to the DSP is restricted to very large advertisers and agencies like Bobsled. So, you know, we've started playing in the sandbox here, started using it with our clients, but it's not really something that you can just test drive and submit a few queries and see what happens. It comes with a fairly high barrier to entry and a cost of accessing it. Yeah, yeah. And the technical barrier seems to be the biggest one. Like most of Amazon's teams aren't even aware of what you can do with it. So, you know, when we ask our reps, like, oh, hey, how can we, like, can you give us any advice on how to use this? And they're like, oh, no, we have no idea, you know? So, (laughs) and like a paid AMC service is apparently available for some vendors as well with a massive price tag because the sort of expertise attached to this, I think, is in short supply. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing what you know about AMC so far. It's very exciting. It's still pretty new. I think it's going to give incredible levels of insight for brands who can tap into this and really understand the incremental benefit of advertising, not just on Amazon, but potentially elsewhere as well, and sales on Amazon and elsewhere too. Mm -hmm, So thanks for joining me, Ross. Thanks for having me. 